0: hello hello and welcome to the pick and play show uh today we're going to be breaking down dame lillard going the fuck off Embiid going the fuck down the lakers going the fuck out and the milwaukee bucks and the brooklyn nets going the fuck on How you doing?
1: The Lakers ruined my night. They ruined my night in more ways than one, actually. I was watching that massacre last night and missed the masterpiece that Dame was putting on on NBA TV. You know, watching that absolute shit show that was the Lakers game.
0: I think the equivalent would be if your friends all went to a hibachi and you microwaved a burrito.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say that that's pretty accurate. What makes it worse is that at the end of the Denver-Portland game in regulation, I saw, you know, I was aware of what was happening. Yeah, yeah. But... I'm steady watching the Lakers And it got to a point where I was fed up And just said, you know what, I'm going to sleep Because it looked like that Denver game was about to be over Yeah. And I wake up and see that it goes to double overtime And Dame puts on one of the greatest performances The NBA's seen in playoff history and, and I'm just really mad that I wasted my life Watching the Lakers last night
0: Yeah, it's really I think it's over for you boys um, The injuries were just too much we saw LeBron come out kind of with that determination in his heart and his eyes. Wasn't there though. Uh, Chris Paul kind of outmaneuvering them. Uh, LeBron's problem right now is Chris Paul has just about the same level of basketball intelligence, but way better people around him. I mean, Chris Paul's dishing the ball to Booker, Ayton, and LeBron's kind of having to do any of it himself. I mean, when you're relying on Kyle Kuzma to be one of your shooters uh, you're out of bullets so I don't know it don't look good the AD has a groin injury I don't even know if you bring him back and risk another injury here's the thing Uh, the season's not too far away from starting by the time this one ends again so uh, the rest is needed we've already seen Miami get bounced out a lot of injuries there kind of looking lethargic but what do you think? I mean, you can't feel good about this.
1: I don't. And before I even get to how I feel about the Lakers, I just want to say this man, Devin Booker's really taking a shit on the narrative that he's an empty calories kind of guy. Yeah, You know, he got that narrative because Phoenix was asked for so long. But since the beginning of the bubble last season, not even just this season, since the beginning of the bubble, he's been taking an absolute shit on that narrative. I just yep. want to give him his props because he, he looked like He was on a mission last night. Uh, He was the engine. I know Chris Paul looked healthier, and he was looking good last night. He was getting his shot off. He was aggressive. But it was really Booker that time after time, it had me looking at my TV like, yo, we can't do anything with this.
0: Booker's the answer for them. Uh, So LeBron LeBron can do his best, and he can get those 30 points. But at this point, so can Booker. And so Booker is able to offensively neutralize LeBron and then you basically are left to uh, DeAndre Ayton eating up whoever they put inside. I mean, we can talk about Booker. DeAndre Ayton knowing exactly what his role is, getting in there, doing the dirty work, and I mean grinding, play in and play out, I think it's really special what he's doing. It's not like he's going up against chumps. He's gone up against AD at times. He's gone up against Drummond. He's gone up against Marc Gasol. Uh DeAndre Ayton is hanging in there every game and giving them good minutes, quality scoring, and quality rebounding. Booker's shooting the lights out, but this whole team is just playing very, very well. Yeah, so. I
1: think with Ayton, it's um... – it's been nice to see him develop just because, you know, they, the Suns got a lot of shit for taking him over Luka. And and they should. I mean, and, and they should. But at the same time, I can understand why you don't want to take the ball out of Devin Booker's hands. You know, I think you kind of saw it last night, why you don't want to do that as much. Uh, you know, with Chris Paul, it's fine because they can kind of trade responsibilities. Yeah. But, you know, if it was Luka, I feel like the ball would be in his hands full time. So I, I can see what the Suns are doing there. Uh, well, I'm me sure st- anyone me- who's a Suns fan is fucking ecstatic to see DeAndre Ayton in this series.
0: Yeah, l- let me just say, that whole narrative doesn't hold any water when we look up at Brooklyn, and it's Harden, KD, and Kyrie. We
1: yeah, can talk about, right. like,
0: I don't want to take shots away from uh, Devin Booker, but... If you if right now we were talking about Booker Luca on that team and let's say just another big let's say it's Drummond right or it's a Drummond you know Abaca kind of like one two whatever they got going on right easy cuts but that team's ferocious <laughs> like yeah, that I mean, team would I be ridiculous be it
1: definitely would be better with Luca it, yeah just, I, I get it though you know like, yeah 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 they're getting yep. a little payoff right now.
0: They were playing to build a team and not kind of individuals. and yesterday, 8.7 rebounds. Just does his job, 27 minutes, nothing spectacular. They didn't spectacular. need anything
1: from him yesterday. You they know, don't, the way the Lakers they, were playing.
0: No, they didn't. And uh, he's 22 years old. He'll still get it going. And, and look, he's averaging a double-double through this series. So, yeah, I don't know how you can... I don't think there's any way to put Nathan down. And and the Phoenix Suns look like a good team. I am going to go ahead and bury your Lakers. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> uh, I just can't see them. If somehow AD came back and was healthy, I just still, to take two away from the Suns and do or die games, it would really be a knock on Chris Paul. And that brings me to a question here. At this point in chris paul's career it's getting to do or die this may be his last chance to make a run to even kind of play in a finals or a conference finals and try to dish that out i think this is last chance to be a run which is funny because i actually thought about it and i was like you know entering this series i thought chris paul had more to lose than lebron so kind of a weird thing but this is going to be Chris Paul's yeah, well, kind of last like ride.
1: LeBron's playing with house money right now. He doesn't yep. have anything to lose. You know, he's yeah. coming off of a championship. I feel like LeBron's all right. You know, I would agree with Chris Paul definitely having more to lose in this series. In terms of his window, I guess it depends on what he does with his contract and free agency. Because if he stays in Phoenix, that window might stay open for another might stay open. year, two, you know, three years, maybe. You know, one to three yep. years, I could see that window staying open. Uh, if he ends up somewhere like New York or you know somewhere else then then maybe not. So I guess we're gonna have to see what he does in free agency. but I don't think that this is the end of Chris Paul. It's just he's he can't go somewhere where he's gonna be the number one guy, you know, if, if he's gonna keep his window open.
0: I think he's got to hang out where he is or go somewhere where the Knicks, a lot of young legs, can maybe add some vests. All right. The
1: Suns are famous for having a good medical staff, too. So, like, maybe yeah, it's in his yeah. best interest to just stay there as he ages.
0: Hang out there. Uh, you know, go right to retirement. Nice sunny Phoenix. All right. Uh, we got to move on to a different group now. And this, to me, my most surprising thing in the first round. The Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely bandaged Milwaukee. I mean, uh, uh, Miami. Let me tell you, I don't think I've ever watched a four-game series that was more dominant start to end. And that's like out of all the mismatches everywhere. Miami, just to paint a little bit of a picture, Miami has one of the hardest and most stringent physical conditioning uh, protocols in all almost all of sports, you know, in American sports, Miami's well-disciplined, well-conditioned. The Milwaukee Bucks beat them in every single facet, and it wasn't close. The first game was close. Milwaukee weathered that storm and then beat the absolute fuck out of Miami. I I did not see that kind of... Just absolute thoroughbred horse racing right through them. What do you take on the Bucs? I, I To me, so far through the playoffs, the best team is the Bucs. It's just I a mean, complete team.
1: No surprise here. I mean, when, yeah. the, when we did our little preview, our playoff preview, our, our first round preview, I'm uh, yep. pretty sure I called the Bucks in either five or six. Uh, I did yep. think that they were going to win easily, called that one out. And it's really what I've been saying for the last two or three months. Like there's just a massive difference between the Bucks with Eric Bledsoe and the Bucks with Drew Holiday. Last season, you know, when Miami was playing uh when Miami was playing the Bucks last off season and they won in five. I'm sorry, last playoffs, not last off season. They won in five partly because they didn't have to guard Eric Bledsoe. They, they, they literally did not guard him. They just said, ah, you're good. If you're going to beat us, we're fine with that. Uh, we're going to load up on Giannis and these guys that might actually score. Yeah. You know? And with Drew Holiday, he's averaging a double-double. He's got a couple double-digit assist game. He's hitting open shots. He's shooting the ball well. He's creating. He's pushing it in transition. Like it. It's, it's deeper than just Drew Holiday. The team overall is a better team than it was last season. But... Drew Holiday was the reason why I thought that this team is going to be at, at a different place than it was last playoffs, and so far, so good. You know, you are it, right. It's a massive difference.
0: Middleton being the one with the ball in his hands at the end of the game is like an aha moment. Give it to your best shooter. What are we doing here? It's incredible moment from them when they needed big buckets. They went to yeah. Middleton and that it game got winner
1: it. Winner in game one was beautiful.
0: Beautiful. Uh he came out later too. What was it? Game three, I think that he shot the ball uh at the end? no 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 it was game 1 yeah and then they just mulched the shit out of them after that um you know f- further down the list here they're going to end up playing brooklyn brooklyn goes on to beat uh celtics in 5 yeah, we get the 1 jason tatum game which was phenomenal uh i think the nets kind of fell asleep there a little bit the nets went into that game they were up 19 to 4 and then fell apart we all had a sweep didn't end up being a sweep Boston gets moved out. Boston then follows it up with Danny Ainge retiring, if you saw this news today. And Brad Stevens is no longer the head coach. He is the president. So they are now looking for a head coach. Kyrie Irving completes his destruction of the Boston Celtics. There is no one remaining in that front office. They are gutting the whole thing. Thoughts on Brooklyn advancing and thoughts on Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. Uh,
1: First thoughts on Boston Fuck the Celtics I'm happy to see all the news today Second (laughs) off With the Bucks and the Nets uh, This is the series I've been waiting for all year Uh, Honestly I've been more excited about this potential matchup Than any Lakers matchup Like this is the matchup That I've been waiting the whole season to see And uh, I'm going to give you a little hot take early I think I have the Bucks winning
0: Ooh you know If uh, my roommate has the Bucks winning so I've I'm already actually, placed
1: money on the Bucks. Ooh, I, I will say,
0: God, I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm tempted to go that way too. I I have never watched, man, dude. What Milwaukee did to Miami was insane. They out-executed them, they out-muscled them, they out-toughed them, they out-physicaled them. There was not a single thing you could point to with the Milwaukee Bucks and say, man, they need to do X better. And they didn't even have to shoot well most nights. They did everything else well. I have no idea how the Nets are going to match up with half of the physicality that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to bring to the table. Half. Giannis, onto I don't think the Nets cupo. are
1: built to play Milwaukee. Uh, well, actually, let's flip it the other way around. I think Milwaukee is built to play Brooklyn. Yeah. They've got the defenders. You know, they, they can survive with Giannis on KD. KD's going to get his, obviously, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, score ever. So, you know, KD's going to drop his nuts on Giannis a couple times. It's going to happen. But. Between Middleton, Giannis, and uh, Andrew Holiday, they definitely have enough defense to throw at the Nets' big three. I think the big difference is that not a lot of people know, or at least unless you're really looking at the stats, you're not going to know. But Milwaukee was the best, the highest scoring team in the league this year. So while we say the Nets, they got all this offense, oh, Kyrie's going to cross you up. And then what can you do with KD and James Hart? Like I get all of that. But at the same time, they're playing the team that scored more points than any other team in the league this year who just also happens to be good on the defensive end. So I I know a lot of people are, you know, they're kind of penciling in the Nets for a a finals run. But, uh, eh, you know, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure.
0: When the going gets tough, I want to see how the Nets react. Milwaukee will not back down. The other thing that I think is a complete X factor here, I'm throwing up the X, Brooke Lopez. He is a menace. He is an absolute menace to play against. And yeah, he's who's, great well. who's going to guard go, I mean, you can see Brook Lopez is so unique because he's a Goliath, but you can play him under the rim or you can stretch him out on the corner to clear space. And you have to—he's a better shooter than he is a post player. So you end up with this scenario where if they go to clear out for Giannis to go downhill, Brooklyn has—let's be—let Let me just be honest. They don't have a single good defender. I don't give a fuck what you want to say about KD. Yes, KD in his younger years was phenomenal. He's He doesn't have that intensity you need on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not giving Harden any credit for defense, and I'm not giving Kyrie any credit for defense. So Joe Harris is going to have to step it up, and Blake Griffin has never been known for great defense. So I think that this is a complete mismatch where Drew can get his buckets whenever he wants. Giannis can get his buckets whenever he wants. Middleton's going to be eating as much as he wants. Brooke Lopez is eating as much as he wants. Now, the relentlessness of their defense is the game changer. Yeah, we know the Nets are going to score at times. But how many times are they going to want to take a hard foul? Because Milwaukee will give you a fucking hard foul. And they're going to, it's going to be relentless, man. This Milwaukee team, I just have never seen. The Spolstra is not a fucking slouch. He got out coached up and down. I don't I don't know what we're going to get here. I think that we're going to get the Milwaukee Bucks grinding out win after win after win after win against the Nets. I'm not saying a sweep. I have Milwaukee in 5 to 6. It's crazy to say cuz I'd love a good 7 game series, but I just don't know how the Nets are going to deal with the ferocity of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Milwaukee Bucks, mind you, have just been resting. Now, that loss to the Boston Celtics was a big deal because it essentially pushed the start of the game four days out. So Milwaukee is basically got four to five days of extra rest than Brooklyn. And and not only
1: extra rest, extra time to scout, extra time to game plan, extra time to do all of those things. All those things. With Brooklyn, like, how are you going to. I I know the path to Brooklyn winning this is just scoring 130 points a game and you know and some but is limiting.
0: it that's is 130 one enough? Is. They're not going to do it by locking up. Yeah, I know, but that's a whole point. 130, 130. You think that like the here's my
1: Bucks can also score 130. That's
0: that's where I'm at, dude. That's what I keep coming back to. I go, well, wait a minute. Yeah, sure, the Nets can score, but. You know, uh, how are the Nets going to get, like, a single rebound? They're not going to get a single contested rebound. Nick Claxton, you are going to see DeAndre Jordan and Nick Claxton file out of almost every single game. Uh, They're going to be put in there to just get fouls and put Giannis on the line. And they're going to try to get their rebounds by making Giannis shoot free throws and miss them. That's going to be the strategy. We can hack. Giannis all day long, keep putting him on the line, and then hope to make two points when they make one, which is which is that's the strategy. But if Giannis, basically, if Giannis shoots over seventy five percent, the Nets will lose. Like I'm going to track that stat, but I bet if Giannis shoots over seventy five percent from the free throw line, that the Nets lose every game he does. And, yeah, and that's a big that problem
1: getting to that number. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I know that's a big problem, uh, but you only really need it for four games. Um, like, the averages bro, could work like in your favor.
1: How how does I don't know. I'm struggling know. with this. I'm struggling with this. How does Brooklyn beat the Milwaukee Bucks? This is this this is going to be that series where we learn a lot about Giannis. And I yes. I know we say that every year, but if. If Giannis is who I think he is, I don't. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion these days. I know a lot of people are very, very down on Giannis. I'm not one of them though. If Giannis is who I think he is, then this series is. 35 14 and 6 you know like he he's giving you 30 plus 40 plus on great efficiency every day because there's not a single person in the brooklyn organization the head coaching staff the training staff the active roster the g league team there's nobody on that in that organization that can do anything to stop him so i I need 40 a game from him is what i need it's gonna be looking a little wounded Yeah. There's a there's a door. The door is open for Giannis to be in the finals if he really if he really wants it.
0: Yep. And we still have uh, I won't call too much. We'll flip over to another series here, The Wizards and the 76ers I don't have a whole lot to add here. Um, here's my one thing. I jump on this bandwagon every year. And <laughs> I and and I'll tell you why I can't stay on it. I am a Raven fan. That's kinda I was an Oreo fan, but the Ravens were good when I was growing up, so that's what I'm accustomed to. I'm accustomed to team with a nice, big set of testicles. Just a team that can get up, lay it down on the table, tell everyone else, admire these balls, I'm going to fucking run shit. (laughs) Philadelphia has no testicles. And it comes out every fucking year. They get to the playoffs. Now Embiid's hurt. That's great. It was an elimination game that the Wizards and the 76ers basically locked horns in. If the 76ers would have won that game that Embiid got hurt, the 76ers then could have easily had a week off to rest because it's five to six days depending on the outcome of tonight's Hawks-Knicks. Right,
1: and maybe Embiid only misses game one or something like that. Maybe,
0: and he gets full rest. No, what happens is you lose to this horribly shitty Wizards team. And they are horribly shitty because Russell Westbrook In that game, went three for 19. Where's Ben Simmons? Where is someone get a GPS tracker on Ben Simmons? Don't say that
1: too loud. Doc Rivers might come try to get you.
0: Yeah, whatever. They hacked him and eliminated the 76ers in that game. And Doc came out after and said, well, he got one point per possession. I said, okay, Doc, did you win the game? That's one of those crazy things where you look at the numbers and you go, well, our numbers were good, so why are you giving me shit for losing the game? And I go, well, you've got a basketball player who, and I can't stress this enough, does not shoot the ball at all. At all. So, I am now, I, am, I just, every fucking year I tell myself not to do this. And every fucking year I just want them to be a really good team. And they're not. They have no testicles. I don't know what trades they're going to make in an offseason. Unless they win the title this year, I would expect that team to look dramatically different next year. Definitely no Ben Simmons. But this is a chance for him to do anything at all in a meaningful game. I'm here for it if you do it, Ben. But if you lose if you lose tonight against the Wizards, I, the Hawks might be able to beat the 76ers. Oh, like, absolutely. I,
1: hey, look, man. Yeah. Let me put my Hawks backpack back on. It's been on all year. Go for year. it. It's been on yeah. all year. I've been on the Trey Young bandwagon. Matter of fact, let's get into that series a little bit real quick here. Just to, Let's, let's you know, just go to, to it.
0: Fuck the Wizards. Fuck the Philly. Fuck them both. Move on.
1: My boy Trey Young's looking like a little uh, top 10ish, top 15ish. Uh, that's, that's all I'm saying. Trey Young he's, he's got these Hawks up 3-1. Uh, another series that I told you and Denzel that the uh, yep. that the Hawks would win pretty easily and 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 it's bearing out and it's just it comes simply down to the New York Knicks don't have enough offense and this isn't 1998. You know, you're not just going to win on the back of defense unless you have a legendary all-time defense, which is not the case. They have a good defense, but it's not all-time. We haven't so, had
0: an all-time defense in the NBA in 20 years.
1: Right, right. The the Pistons were probably the last ones That's that, it.
0: You know, that were an all-time
1: defense. So, like, if, if your defense is an all-time, then I'm not really expecting you to beat uh, a team that has shooters. They got shooters for days, and we're seeing it play out in this series. They're making it rain threes. That long-term, I don't know if – if the Atlanta Hawks are going to be able to really make a dent because if those threes dry up, then, you know, shit's going to get a little scary once those threes stop falling. But right now, Bogdanovich is making it rain. Trey Young's making it rain. John Collins, uh, Herter. These boys are making it rain on a team that is was the best defense or at least the top three defense in the league. So when we come to Atlanta versus Philly, uh, I, I'm pretty sure we're eventually going to get there unless Russ and, and – Beal just take a shit on Philly. Um,
0: nah, that I think, ain't happening.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. It's not happening. But that's a series that Atlanta can win if Embiid's not there. Or if Embiid's compromised. I Embiid
0: think. is compromised. It is a tear in his leg. Um, and so he will be compromised and watched. And we can guarantee... I mean, you can guarantee, right, that that flares up and he misses at least two games. So... At, right. I'll tell you what, you mentioned the empty calories. Wasn't that all we heard about Trey Young for the last like year, and two man, years? I've been
1: standing on my rooftop screaming to anyone who will listen to me like, no, that's a lie. He's good. They're just not winning. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and that, that
0: it looks true? Turns out you need a team of people to win. Uh, flip side of it, uh, Knicks, you still want to sign R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle that contract? You You got to feel some kind of ultra-fucking-stupid. To be in that group that was going, Julius Randle. Uh, I don't know why he's not getting more MVP consideration. Uh, even if you were talking about him being like a fifth option in the MVP, get the fuck out. Welcome to the world, guys. Your team overachieved like shit through the whole year. You have no fucking offense. I mean, no off D Rose. This is uh, we had this conversation the other day. Me and my friend. And he goes, you know, D Rose is a is a good scorer. And I said, okay, I, you know, maybe I have a different view on what a score is. And let me put it like this to you. If I tell you that D Rose is going to get the most points on your team tonight, what's your reaction? Mm, we probably lost. We lost. Okay. So, how good of a score are you going to call him a score if the first reaction to he led the team in points? You go, mm, we lost. Okay. That's not yeah. a score. D'erozio can that, be your
1: number one scorer. I think that's bring like that exactly number three. You know, then I'm, I'm sure. cool. I'm
0: cool. But when you talk about a score, I you know, if I say, "Hey, Devin Booker had the most points," in, in you know, on your team, you're like, "That's what I want to see." That right. that lines up. We, that's a score. He he's just not the guy. Like they have two other people that should be better. They're both terrible. I mean, they're both terrible. So. I'm I'm all pro Hawks here. Caught me by surprise here. I quickly shifted. I've been betting on the Hawks nonstop. <laughs> After, I was like, this is a come. It's the same thing that happened to me in the Milwaukee Bucks thing. I watched one game. I watched them squeak it out, and I said, I will be betting on the Bucks the rest of the way. I have. I've won all those games. Atlanta Hawks tonight. They're getting a point and a half against the Knicks. The Knicks at home in the Garden. Uh, give me every single prop bet on Trey Young to score infinite amounts of points and give me the plus one and a half. This ends tonight in the fucking garden. Close it down. Knicks, you got your one win. You had your Cinderella run. Call it over. It's done so for me.
1: Don't you think that this performance for Julius Randle might low-key be a blessing in disguise? Because now they don't have to run him the max or even close to the max. I don't think, you know, now you could walk up to Julius Randle and be like, bro, we got four years, a hundred million for you. Like, you want this four years, hundred million. We got that for you, but we don't have a max for you. If Julius Randle comes out in this series and gives you 28, 14 and five, you know, like you kind of got to give him the max at that point. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. But he's not. He's giving you nothing and nothing. Right. But I he's mean, he's not going
1: to be your he's not going to be the best player on a championship team regardless. So I I think this might be a blessing in disguise cuz now you might get him back at a better number and now you can really build the championship contender whereas if you give him the max like what are you going to build around him?
0: What is Julius Randle's field goal percentage in this series?
1: Like 23 or something like that.
0: 27. 27? Yeesh. Yeesh is right. No one's in the 20s. No one... Oh, sorry. Quickly is 29.
1: Ah, uh, that's, that's tough.
0: It is tough. Those are so, two
1: guys that they would need, hypothetically, in order to advance.
0: I honestly... If you can get someone else to come to New York, if you can get... I don't think Randall will get that deal until into the off season, And that's if no one else goes to the Knicks.
1: He's going to get some money. It's just... The max is off the table now.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I, I. This is, this is one of the worst. Like, okay, man, this is your chance. You know, we always, we always talk about when people bet on themselves and they're like, man, you did it, you did it, you bet on yourself and won. This is one of those where you bet on yourself and you're like, ugh, like Dennis Schroeder turning down the eighty four million dollar contract because he wants a hundred million. Yikes, bud. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I hope right. you like one year six million. Um, because that's all you're fucking getting after this performance. This was a this was a bad, bad series against a Hawks team that doesn't have a lot of defense. I would like um,
1: Julius Randle somewhere like Portland. You know, where they yeah, already okay. have game yep. and CJ yep. and you know, and Julius can kind of be that third guy. I feel like in that scenario he could be a championship player. But if you're yep. counting on Julius Randle to give you thirty there's yep. a, a very no – the, the ceiling is very pronounced.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about – really, for me, I've got one more series to kind of cover. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in this Clippers Mavericks back and forth. It's been a fucking fun series. But now that Luka's a little hurt, uh, I'm kind of going to wait that out. Jazz recover. You got anything to add on that series, or are you kind of just watching it through too? No,
1: get, get that series out of here. That, yeah. that should be over the next game, I hope.
0: Jazz Grizzlies, really fun time, but let's not pretend Jazz are going to walk through ja, that. Ja, though. You know,
1: I mean, that's my only ja, takeaway from this. Coming year. out Ja's party for Ja. Ceiling.
0: Hands down for jaw, Coming out party. You basically said, I need to win two in a row to get this team to the playoffs. You did it. You overcame the Spurs dynasty, you know, the remnants of, the gatekeepers of, the old guy who sits outside of the graveyard and is like, who are you looking for? That was all that the Spurs dynasty. You beat them. You come back, and you beat Steph Curry in a one-game elimination. Everyone can talk like that wasn't a big deal, but that was a ferociously big deal. And now uh, you're going to get your opportunity on the sh- on a showtime with Utah. You take one game from them. But the Utah Jazz are just a way better fucking team. Right. So, as
1: soon as Don- Donovan Mitchell got back on the court, it was kind of a wrap for anything that we thought was a might could happen in that series. Yep. So, yeah, that, moving on.
0: And then the last real one. A little, We can end this with a little dame time in the Nuggets. Uh, do you like offense? Do you like teams and players that make shots from anywhere on the court at any time? Then I have a series for you. This Denver-Portland series is fucking crazy offensively. I mean, uh, it's on the West Coast, so I, I have to fucking TiVo it and then watch it in the morning. But right, my, god, <laughs> my god man. My god. The Jokic played essentially perfect yesterday. And and Dame Lillard, I what did he have 55 points on 24 shots? Yeah. He's it's ridiculous. It, it's sickening. He is averaging he's he's shooting 47% from the field. 35 points a game. The crazy thing is Jokic is 32 points a game and 51% from the field. I mean, this is an absolute bloodbath of a series. Dame and McCollum are averaging 55 points a game. This has been the most fun, I think, you can have with a basketball In terms of if you're looking for any defense, you can turn this off. This will never get it for you. If you want to see crazy shots, my fucking God, what a crazy fucking series this has been. Who's the better basketball
1: player right now? Today on June 2nd, 2021, not in five years, not for the next 10 years today. Would you rather have Luka Doncic or would you rather have Dame Lillard?
0: A healthy Luka.
1: Mm, okay interesting why
0: I think that his size creates such an unbelievable so two things he does one when Luke is cooking he sees the floor and manipulates it like a master like everyone's got checker pieces, and he's like, "Yeah, but my queen moves in every direction." People are like, "Fuck!" and that's just the end of it. And his size is crazy. He's kind of got that like he's got a little Jokic in him, where you can see that like pudge to him. You know, it's right. not some cut ripped athlete. But then when you start bang, you watch him bang bodies with people. He fucking throws people around. I mean, and he will also he will actively look to humiliate the other team on the court yelling at pat beverly yelling at all of the clippers i mean that's a fucking dog dame is incredible incredible i just when i look at luca i feel like he owns the fucking game and when he's on he's able to manipulate the outcome not just his team scoring uh and i think the separation is we saw last night dame now obviously there's teammates involved in this right but dame's influence to me is strictly offensive ball in his hands like right. if you yeah, were I saying hey that. i i need one shot to win the game i'm taking i'm taking dame it, it and here's another weird hypothetical if you were to say matt you got to get 32 points in this quarter who are you taking i'd take dame but it's the game's not played like that and I, i'll take Luke overall
1: okay uh Thought it was interesting before the season. It was a discussion I was having with some friends of mine. I, I, yeah. I am of the belief that Luca and Dame are around the same ranking. They're in that same range, the same tier. Yeah. you know, I, I had some people that told me Luca was a clear cut above Dame, and I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't, could be I don't true know.
0: I don't know about that clear cut. Uh, that just speaks to the lack of attention Dame gets, but. You know, what was it, two years ago when the, he made that run and basically single-handedly brought his team to the conference finals? Right. You know, we still haven't seen Luca do that, and he's obviously got a lot of time, But and Luca's great, but let's all not pretend like we we didn't just see what Dame's capable of. Like, come on now. Like, holy fuck. Uh, I mean, Luca's incredible. Dame is incredible. You know, you could probably catch me in a week from now uh, and I go, well, I'm taking Dame. Like that's just it's how I feel today. But let's say Portland wins two more here, and the Clippers don't win any more. And you ask me this in a week, what do I feel? Should two games change my opinion? Yeah, it does. It just does. So uh, th- that that's where I'm at. I take Luca, but if if you were like oh my consolation prize is dame lillard i'm like i'm not mad like i didn't spend a second being mad you know like i'm, I'm still very fucking happy so right I'm that's just you. how i see that
1: so to bring it back around to the portland and nuggets series i don't know if dame's gonna be able to pull this one out because he gave us an all-time performance but jokic uh, and uh, michael porter jr and you know, and those boys over there, Monty Morris, they they got it done. They got the W. So, like, the headline is what Dame did, but ultimately the Nuggets won the game. And it, you just got me sitting here thinking when you mentioned how Dame carried a team to the conference finals before, I think that if they can somehow come back from 3-2 and beat these Nuggets, the door might be open for another conference finals run. Because whether it's it, it, L.A. or whether it's Phoenix, Dame might be the, the hottest player out there.
0: I would love to see them advance, um, but at the same time, the Nuggets' offensive firepower goes so deep. It's just a fun. They're just a really fun team. This is honestly, it's a it's probably my favorite series so far that I've watched because I don't have any rooting interest in either side. I'm just like, yay basketball, you know, and and sitting on my, yay they the bucket goes in, you know. That's all. You know, it's just a complete fan experience watching these two if you like nitty-gritty defense i get it that's also dead in the nba really so you know move along but god yeah, what i an want to see more production. of jokic
1: i think we're in a win-win either we get more jokic yep. or we get more dame
0: dame uh-huh. win-win Everyone's happy We either get the MVP Or we get the aim time Who the fuck You know Who the fuck's arguing with that
1: All I right. do like watching Jokic Because he's that yeah. He's that type of dominant That doesn't look Like it's supposed to be dominant You know like Jokic is that guy When you go to the park He's probably the last person To yes. get picked up And you really only picked him up Because you needed that last person yeah. To run five on five But then he's your best player And you're like Oh fuck
0: <laughs> And he just beats the shit Out of everyone yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly
1: And everyone's mad Because he shouldn't be doing that
0: I know. I Yeah. It, that's You're like, what the fuck, dude? I just saw him on the bench. There's no way I saw that guy get out of his car and he's doing this to Because he gets exactly. out of some weird fucking car here. Like That's why I love watching him. Because he's kicking everyone's he's,
1: ass and he looks like he's barely even interested.
0: <laughs> I know. It's wonderful. So, I'm all over that. All right. We walk through the series. We've got a couple left. So, we'll hit them as they clear up. And, of course, we'll have to bring Zell back. on to talk about his Knicks at some point when that ends. Because... You know, we all knew this was coming—the fairy tale ride. They—they they got the best matchup they could have hoped for out of any of the teams, really, that they had a shot at. And it's the only team, and they're still getting embarrassed. So, you know, I, I'm looking for Trey Young to become that villain. And one thing on that—the talk that Trey Young is is already a biggest villain as Reggie Miller or Jordan or any of these titans of the game. I mean. But <laughs> how pathetic are you as a fan base to be like, we haven't had a playoff game in 20 years, haven't had a win in like 20 years, and the first person that comes into your house and takes your lunch money, you're like, oh, that guy's, you know, it's just like the Reggie Miller thing. I'm like, no, no, no. You and Patrick Ewing, you guys were like a finals contender, they, and Reggie Miller and Michael were stealing your souls, Trey Young is you. You just put up a bunch of misfit toys, and Trey Young beat him up. Relax, like I would stop love telling everyone, everyone you're Young. so sensitive. Right. So I sensitive. would love
1: to see him go for forty and twelve tonight oh, and yeah. to finish them off. I want it so bad. I know I want they, you're so going to get
0: it. You will get it. Whatever he needs tonight, he will get. I don't think the Knicks have a single answer for him.
1: I, and I'm hoping you're right, because I want to see Trey Young kick their ass in New York tonight, grinning at the crowd, laughing yep. as he's running back, doing his little ice tray shiver. I want all of that. I want to see all of it tonight. I want to hear the boos when he does it. I, I'm going to take some joy in watching that tonight.
0: Yeah, and I think we're going to get it. And it's not super fucking late, so we get to actually revel in it. Four games tonight. Thing the NBA still can't figure out is how to put games on TV. Um we go from two games to four games randomly, nonstop. It's kind, of a, it's kind of fucking annoying. Tomorrow we have two games somehow. Today we have four with a ton of overlap. I don't know who the fuck's in charge of that office, but fire the calculator that's putting this together. Sunday has the potential. Here's one for you. If Friday comes up and the Wizards game ends today and the Knicks games ends today and the Jazz games end today, Friday you will get one game, Clippers-Mavericks. That is not acceptable. <laughs> I am not happy. That's not acceptable. I'm sorry. And if if the Suns game wraps up and the Portland game wraps up, then Saturday we get one game at 730. That's Bucks nets More tolerable that because it's a good matchup. But come the fuck on, I can't get any, like, we can't get more NBA games staggered around and placed correctly. I don't know. So fucking aggravating. All right, last thoughts.
1: Uh... I have a question, I guess. My my last thought is a question. Mavs, Clippers, we we didn't get too far into it, and we don't need to, but they're at 2-2 yeah. right now. Game 5 is tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. What's your call for these last three games?
0: Luka, if Luka's still hurt, he ran into Rondo in one of the games and doesn't look right. If Luka's still hurt, Lakers in two more games. So over Clippers. six. Clippers, yeah, Clippers. Clippers in six. If Luka's not right, Clippers in six. KP... Is such a fucking awful looking trade. And I have never seen a guy play exactly how he looks more than KP.
1: (laughs) No, you're lying. Bertans, our boy Bertans. Oh
0: my God, Bertans. (laughs) Yeah, but Bertans laid it all on the line. He got hurt in that last game. He's actually out now four to six weeks. So just side bit. That's the funniest thing in the fucking world when we're in the playoffs and a team that's about to be eliminated. And they're like, oh, he's out four to six weeks. So he could make the championship. And you're like, shut the fuck. Fuck up.
1: Right. Bertans. Just tell us we'll see him next year. Stop it. He's
0: out. Call it a call the spade a spade. He's out. What are we doing here? Yeah, Bertans too. Oh my god, those two. I would take Bertans over KP though. So I mean there's that. <laughs> You know, like, at least with Bertans, I know what I'm getting. With KP, I'm like, hey, you going to use that big frame to, like, get down low? And he's like, no fucking chance. And I'm like, so no effort even in the paint? He's like, no chance. Okay, well, can you shoot the three ball? No chance. Okay, this isn't fucking good. What do you do here? And he goes, nothing, dude. I get paid, and that's kind of it. I steal shots from Luca. That's my job here. (laughs) Bertans at least hangs around the outside. If he goes down low, yeah, he'll go up for the rebound anybody's taking that ball away from him though and then he can shoot the three I think he had 16 points on like six of five seven three-pointers and the, the win against Philly so you know I take the, over my over KP, KP I, is that
1: there's been a couple of times in this series where I've seen the little guy switch on to him whether it's Rondo or Pat Bev or yeah you know someone that size and maybe it's because he's, he's not aggressive enough in in sealing them and getting the post touch but like they don't even really look for him on those switches and i no. wonder like do they already know at this point like yo he's he's not talking about shit down there we're not even going to no. give him the ball
0: yeah he's done he uh you ever seen you're a dog owner yes. you you've been a dog owner you know most of your life um you ever see a little dog bark at a big dog and the big dog like hides behind its owner
1: yes yes
0: and you're like dude you could eat him you could just meow. Done. My dog That's is actually KP. the
1: dog more often than not that is going to be like, no, I don't want any fight.
0: <laughs> right. That's KP. So when people are like, I don't know how it's possible. Just watch a dog. A, a little dog yaps at a big dog, and the big dog's like, oh, I mean, I don't, I don't want anything to do with him. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. You're like KP. What are you a fucking animal? You can't outthink this. What do you think he's bigger than you? You look down at the top of his head. You, you can see every human on this earth bald spot in the back of their head. <laughs> and you're running, you're running like you're the fucking ball spot. It's crazy to me. Shit yeah. is crazy to me. I don't. Understand I don't that. get it. If I'm
1: KP and I'm getting to switch on Rondo, and maybe Luca's to blame for this too, because the couple times I'm thinking of, it's Luca with the ball. But like the switch will happen, and I'm looking at my TV like, "Yo, KP, that is Pat Beverly on you, Luca. Throw him the ball whether he wants it or not. Like, <laughs> just throw it. The to problem him.
0: is." He dishes him the ball, and then instead of KP going in and taking advantage of that size, he steps back and takes a shot from 18 feet out that clanks off the backboard. And Luca goes, well, I'll never do that again, you silly little <laughs> bitch. Like, you either get in the paint and finish this off, or you're not getting the ball. But watch him. you He's so tentative. It's like he's got magnets in his shoes, and they put magnets on the floor, and they're like, hey, the paint... He can't, you know, North-South Magnet. They don't they don't work together. You know, it just instantly repels him. It's Pat Beverly on him. I expect him to pick Pat up with one hand and pick the ball up with the other and put them both in the basket at the same time and then run to the other side of the court because he physically could do that to Pat Beverly. Instead, he's like, "Oh man, this guy's hounded me. I can't, I can't move." Okay, cool. Quick step back, clank, and you're like, "Okay, now I know why Luca doesn't give him the ball." I mean, if Luca wanted to throw it off the backboard, he'd do it himself. So, just you know, I don't know. I want to see a healthy Luca in that series. If Luca's healthy, I think they can take this thing to seven. If Luca's not healthy, I-, I-, I think this is over.
1: That that Luca injury really bummed me out, and I hope he's yep. okay because in in the last game, I felt like in in spurts he looked fine. You know, like they would cut the camera to him and he'd be wincing and grimacing. And, you know, I think that's a little bit of showmanship and not to downplay his injury. But I feel like he's okay, So I'm very interested. And I'm pretty sure after the game, he said that, you know, the injury is and and maybe that's him just trying to be a a good sport. But he said it didn't affect him. So I'm going to default to him. I want to see him win this series. If he is who I think he is, and I know he's playing Kawhi and Paul George, but I want to at least see this get to seven.
0: Have you ever seen more players act like they're hurt? No. Ever. No, this is crazy. It's insane. Everyone – Ooh, ah, my tummy, my back, my legs, my thighs. Ooh, ah. And then after the game, we saw you out there limping around and wincing and taking deep breaths and shaking things off and looking towards the sky. Um, how do you think your performance tonight was affected by your injuries? Oh, not at all. So are you a liar? Like, that's the follow-up. <laughs> Where's that question for anyone? Anyway? So are you a filthy fucking liar then? And you're just self, you know, you're just doing that for the self-motivation you get out of it. Right, we just watched you you for
1: three hours look like you got shot in the the leg. In uh, the leg. And you're talking about you're feeling okay.
0: (laughs) Because let me tell you what, if it's one of those strategy things where like, oh, I don't want anyone to know my weakness. uh, Everyone, just in case you don't know how television works. So there's this fucking thing with this glass lens on the front of it. And it somehow captures the moment and everything you're doing physically and then sends it out to be recorded for all of time and at that time everyone's watching it so if you're not saying you're hurt because you're trying to keep it not known that you're hurt then you have to shut the fuck up on the court. Because I I I mean I've just never seen anything like it. I'm hundred percent fine. Okay, cool. That's good. You know Kawhi Leonard. You'll never know if Kawhi Leonard's hurt. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard has emotion, but and for all the damage that playoff you know playoff P gets, I don't see that guy walking around limping. You know, uh, you know, wincing and shit like that. We saw we're seeing so much of that this year. It's fucking crazy. And so yeah, that's aside. my kind of last bit. Kawhi
1: yeah. is whooping their ass the last couple oh, games. Yeah. He is whooping their ass like they stole something. <laughs> it's great to watch. Too. I love watching Kawhi when he's really dialed in. I think sometimes you can kind of see he's looking at his teammates like, "Yo, you guys fucking suck. Yeah, but, know, you guys
0: fucking suck." <laughs> but when he decides yeah. to
1: score, it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah. All right, that does it for us. Quick pod for you today. Um, you can find me Pick and Play Thirty Seven on Twitter. You can find Leo. Pick and scroll. We'll be back at you with another pod next week. We'll bring Zell on so he can, you know, roll around in the enemy of Madison Square Garden. Oh, I'm going to have so much shit to talk. Oh, yeah. He's going to love it, too. Uh, Quick shout out to myself. I'm 20 and 12 on betting on games since the beginning of the playoffs. So you want to follow me tonight? uh, Tonight, I'm actually going with a little bit of a different shit. Going Sixers minus uh, Sixers 6, Hawks plus 1.5. I'm taking the Jazz to close this out at minus 9.5. And honestly, I'm going to go out by the only one I'm not sure on yet. I kind of leaning towards Clippers minus seven. It seems like a big number, but until Luca proves to me that he's healthy, I'm going to roll against him. So that's what I got. All right. As always, rate, subscribe, review, stay safe. We are changing the name and place of this podcast as we go through the summer. Hopefully have that website up before too long. And as always, reach out to us for questions comments. Peace.